Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Hey, Giant fans. Welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. Another week, another loss. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is Chris Bizignano, the beat writer of the Giant Insider. Well, Chris, uh, they didn't lose the way we thought they would. I think we both predicted this could be the, the week that the wheels came off. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, a loss is a loss, and, and the defense uh, collapsed as they've done all season long, and the Giants have the most fourth-quarter losses this year. They showed the stat yesterday. And the game ended with, unfortunately, a, a bonehead interception from Eli Manning, and I'm sorry to say it, but it was a bad pass. He uh, took a chance he didn't really have to. He needed to get about another 30 yards or so. And he kind of went for it all on one. Looked like there was a lot of coverage around. I think it was Ingram. Uh, and he, he tried to slide one in there. And, and, you know, another week, another loss. And, you know, they didn't lose the way we thought, but they still lost. And uh, I'd be lying if I said it didn't sting, even though I guess technically it's quote-unquote better if they lose for, for some people. But I, I wanted to <laughs> win the game, and, uh, and we didn't, bud. Yeah, I, I tell you, man, to be up, you know, in the fourth quarter – I was surprised, man. Like I was with you, man. I, you know, the Colts had everything to play for. The Giants had nothing to play for, and they put up a hell of an effort, man. And actually, should have won this game. So, um, it, it was really a surprise that the Giants took it to them, especially in that first half, the way they did. And the Colts needed needed that last, you know, last drive to come out and beat the Giants. Did did it, did it surprise you at all that they went right down the field? No. I mean, this is what the Giants' defense has been the last few years. Like, actually, except for 2016, it's been like that's going back, back to Coughlin days. You know, the defense just can't get big stops. It's all part of the losing culture that's around this building, Jerry, that has to change as Sherman is trying to change. Um, but, yeah, listen, I, I guess a lot of people, they're happy because, you, know, you know, I think it knocked them up in the draft selection now to number seven i've seen i saw as high as six today i i, I don't think people, okay. i don't think people know right and i i sent out a, a, a premature tweet last night thinking it was seven i believe it is right. seven but then i saw right. today they're up to six and it's based on coin flips and things like that we'll know a lot more next week but yeah they, they did move up right so not a you know so they play really well i thought eli played a heck of a game right up until that last decision he made um the defense played pretty good into the fourth quarter. Uh, actually, the second half, the Colts scored three out of four drives. They really exploited the Giants' secondary, especially underneath, man, when they, they were getting receivers on linebackers. And, and luck was killing them. As usual, when you need a sack at the end, Jerry, when you need that big sack to kill a drive, the last-minute drive, they didn't get it. Olivier Vernon was missing in action again. Yep. Um, so, hey, listen, it was a great effort. You, you like to see them playing, you know, really hard for Sherman. They're playing every snap, man, to the finish line here. Uh, just not good enough to win, Jerry. That's the bottom line. The luck is really good, um, and he did his thing at the end. The offense adjusted at halftime with Frank Reich. You see a lot of underneath stuff, exploiting B.W. Webb big time. Oh, my God. In his second half. Uh, bad penalties again, crucial penalties. Yeah. 
a couple I didn't agree with, a couple I definitely did agree with. Uh, so that's where we're at, man. Listen, five and ten, uh, playing hard for Sherma. That's a positive, just not good enough, Jerry. Yeah, the record. You, you saw early on, like the the defense had a couple, forced a couple three and outs, and the Giants grew up fourteen nothing. You thought, wow, they're really coming out and playing well. But like last week, I just felt like we're not talented enough, and I'm not trying to oversimplify it. But when you look at the roster, you just think this is a team that like, I always go back to to at the end of training camp, but after the last cuts. The Giants were so active with looking all across the waiver wire. Guys that we never even heard of or thought would be joining the team ended up on the team just because, you know, we, they, didn't like, they must not have liked the roster that we had. So we're sitting there trying to, trying to predict who's going to be on this roster, and they're bringing in other guys that we didn't even know were free agents or ever heard of. So I just keep going back to that, Chris. Like, this team is devoid of talent in so many areas. And I just saw a better yep. team beat us yesterday. I don't want to oversimplify it, but that's really what it was. Two weeks in a row, Tennessee mm-hmm. and Indianapolis are better teams than the Giants are. Yes, there's no question about it, Jerry. No question about it. I, I would just, you know, to, to show that effort yesterday and actually be in a position to win the game was pretty impressive because, like you said, the Colts are a better football team. And after the clunker they had last week against Tennessee, you know, where they were out of it, it seemed like from the kickoff, you know, they had no chance of beating the Titans last week at home. You know, to have a shot here in the last few minutes to beat the Colts was impressive, like you said. But there's so many new guys, a roster overhaul, and it's just not good enough. And, and you're right, you, you know. And, and when you're not a good enough corner like B.W. Webb and you're getting beat, you're not locating the ball, you grab guys, and it's going to be flags, you know. So, yeah, listen, that's uh, – listen, it is what it is, like Paul said. You know, you are what you are. Um, but but I, I thought there was a lot of positives, Jerry, yesterday. Um that come out of that loss. Um, that's the way I looked at it. You know, I, yeah, I, I, I was going to really, say, really good. I, I was going to say, Odell too. no running game, no Odell. Yeah. I was going to say yeah, for the second well. week in a row, a team keyed on stopping uh, Saquon and this week. And let's be honest, because we were in a dome and there was no rain and no wind. Our quarterback played a lot better. And for, yeah. you know, all but one drive looked like, you know, you know he looks really good, you know, but, Oh man, that interception at the end was just and you know the, the final numbers on Eli, what he was twenty five of thirty three, three oh nine, one touchdown, one pick. Uh, he actually scored on a quarterback sneak, which I haven't seen ever. Um, and I, when when it comes down to it, I got to be honest. I, a lot of lot of folks on Twitter, I think it's I think it's fifty fifty down the middle as far as guys who say let's move on. And then those who say, look what he can do when he has protection. Right. I, I, before we go into the game, I just want to address this. I'm going to be very honest. I'm on board with moving on from Manning. And I think I've made it pretty clear. I want to move on. I don't care if it's a rookie. I don't care if it's a Nick Foles or someone like that. I just feel another year, 38 years old, the things that we see this year, uh, and there's some good. There's a lot of good what Manning's doing when he has time. But, look, the, the point is you want to get to the playoffs and you want to try and win a Super Bowl. Six of seven years missing the playoffs. There is a constant there. Now, I know a lot mm-hmm. of it was wasted. I get it. The offensive mm-hmm. line was a disgrace. But that interception at the end of the game, what, what aggravates me with Giant fans is, oh. and I say this in an endearing way, <laughs> you know, <laughs> everyone says – well, Manning, look, he, he played really well all game. That was one bad pass. It's almost like they give him a pass for, for making that dumb throw. 
Like mm. we've become so accustomed to him fumbling away or throwing a pick that he shouldn't, that we almost count it before the game starts. And if you're going to add another year to him next year and have him go through this all over again, I don't think the Giants are going to be a successful team if they keep him. That's just where I stand. Now, right. if they keep him, I'm on board. I'm a fan. It is what it is. Go Giants. I'll root for him every week. And you can, you know, tweet at me. You're an idiot. You're wrong. Whatever. I don't, I don't care. I'll, I'll take it. But I'm on record saying I, I think the Giants should move on. And I think, I hope they don't judge next season on this one game in a dome with no wind, like I always say about Drew Brees, right? The Giants right. don't play in a dome. They play outside. And it's right. cold out. It's windy in the Northeast. And I just feel that, I don't know, Chris, I, I, I want to move on from Eli. I don't know if the Giants are going to, but that's just, that's where I stand. Yeah, well, listen, that's fair. That's a fair point, Jerry. There's no question about that. You know, to excuse him for having a good, good game and then coming up with that throw at the end, that, that's not an excuse, you know? It's like those fumbles last week, in ten, that one fumble and one interception last week against Tennessee. You yeah. know, it's just, it's no excuse for a veteran quarterback to do. Now, as far as next year, the, the thing is this. It's like, it's tough because, yeah, I like to move on from Eli myself. But who are we moving on to? There's nobody on the roster right now. Loletta, please, folks. If anybody thinks Loletta is, has a shot at being a quarterback of this team next year, you know, is dreaming. Okay, that's not happening. So you, what do you do? Uh, any of these kids, these, these kids coming out of college, the top seven or six pick, whatever the Giants might wind up. Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> next week? No. You know, um, do do you look into free agency? What are you looking at in free agency? I mean, uh, to me, it's one guy and one guy only, Jerry. I, and that's the guy I want. And that's the, the guy, right. That's Nick Foles. That's it. Now, if you can't, now, if you look at Nick Foles, now you're looking at not even drafted a quarterback. Now you're looking at Nick Foles being here for the next three years or so, right? Um, forget about, I know people like this Bridgewater thing. Forget about Bridgewater. Water. He wants to be a starter on here if he even leaves New Orleans. Yeah. Okay. Number two, you don't know what Bridgewater is. Okay. He hasn't played in a couple of years and you don't know if his knee's going to hold up right. for 16 grueling games. Okay. So here's the thing, Jerry. It's tough. Yeah. I like to move on from Eli to myself. I, I, I would. But who do you move on to? So if you're throwing, except for Falls, and I'm with you 100%, Jerry, except for Nick Falls. To me, you got to come back with Eli next year. There's just nobody else. And, there, and there's a couple of things, right? Real quick, Nick Foles, right? The, the best scenario for Giant fans is for the Vikings to win this weekend and the Eagles to win. And I say that because then the Vikings are in and the Eagles are still out. That that means you had Nick Foles playing well in three games at the end of the season. If you don't think there'd be a quarterback controversy or is one now in Philly, you're out of your mind. Because it's not just Carson Wentz and his ability versus Nick Foles. There's an injury factor with Carson Wentz now. He, to me, has the potential to be a taller, redheaded version of RG3 right now with the injuries that he's getting. I mean, this could be a guy who doesn't last five years in this league. I mean, there's a, you're talking about broken vertebrae. Came back from an ACL injury. He plays reckless. So you have to think, if you're the Philadelphia Eagles and your management, what's the safer bet for you right now? Are you really going to give Carson Wentz all this money being that he's this injury liability. First off, you give him all that money, then you know what happens with every team, right? You, you start losing your depth everywhere. But is that what you're going to do? Now, they probably will. They'll probably go forward with Wentz. Mm -hmm. But there yeah. will be a huge distraction if the Eagles win this week. God forbid they even get in the playoffs. But I, I would have to think that the Eagle fan the Eagle, and the media is going to be, well, wait a minute. 
this is two years in a row where this guy, this mm-hmm. backup, is carrying us, and other teams want him. And I was going to say the other thing, Chris. I'm, I'm getting a little aggravated with with people tweeting that, oh, you don't know what the alternative is with Manning. You're right. We don't know, okay? But guys rise and fall in the draft every year from the time the season ends until the draft. Nobody, yep. Yep. nobody had Baker Mayfield going one overall in any mock draft anywhere. It was Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold. Baker Mayfield's the X factor because he plays in the, what is that, that, that spread B-12. offense. Yeah. Right, and, I read, I read and he's Johnny Manziel part two. You know what? Baker Mayfield's the best out of the four right now, and probably, as long as he keeps his head on straight, is going to be the, be- the best of those four, I think. Right. Now, right. there's going to be guys that rise and fall. Herbert, Haskins, Daniel Jones from Duke, Greer. The combine hasn't happened yet. I am so tired of hearing people say, well, you don't know what's out there. Nobody knows ever what's out there until you get closer to the season, till you see him throwing in shorts. That's when guys rise and fall. Are you, is anyone going to tell me that Goff and Wentz were the two guys that everybody had going one and two in 2000, what was it, 16 in December that year? No way. So just those two points. That, and that second one, man, just please stop with that right now, everybody. Stop telling me you don't know what's out there because nobody knows. You're going to know more and more over the, in the coming months. Yeah, it's a fair point, but you know, and you never know you could get in the third round of guys coming, you know, like a North Dakota State type dude. You know what I mean? Like, right. like, like Wentz. You know, I mean, I mean, listen, um, it, it, you're right. I mean, that that could definitely be a scenario. You know, uh, while uh, we were just talking about the Haskins kid and the Herbert kid, you yep. know, um, me pro- listen, I'm no professional scout. Me neither. But I, I don't think they're top six picks. Right. I really don't. But. Like you said, that doesn't mean Gettleman doesn't think it doesn't mean uh, as they progress through the combine and and their bowl games or whatever it might be. Well, I mean, and, they, and, they and just to, to, your, to your point, I did an article on the Insider this week where I went down, I went through every team, and I actually left out Cam Newton, which actually helps my argument. My argument was, you don't have to be picking first, second, or third, or fourth to find your franchise quarterback. Right? No, like, and if you oh, if you look not. at some of the number ones, Jameis Winston, Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. Do you would you feel safe going forward with those guys? I mean, Cam Newton's good, but is he a championship caliber quarterback? Last Monday night, I saw a guy get a first down and and want to do his first down dance with the cl- with the clock running. So, you know, it, 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 I'm just saying, like Jared Goff is Jared Goff really a franchise guy? I don't know. He picked one. He's in a in a very good offense for him. Um, but Russell Wilson was third round. I know Tom Brady's the outlier. He's sixth. I shouldn't even bring that up. But you know, Joe Flacco was later first round. He's a Super Bowl champion. You know, Matt Ryan was top 10. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan, yeah. do, you, do you feel like the Falcons are ever going to win with Matt Ryan? So my point is, Giants don't have to be picking first, second, or third to get their franchise quarterback. I'm, I'm just, I, that has to be put to bed no. sooner or later. Yeah, no, 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 definitely not. You know, you know, without question, there's, there's always guys in the second round, third round, fourth, whatever it might be. Yeah. You know, no question about it. But um, as of right now, we're talking about Eli Manning, you know, coming back next year. That's the thing is like right now, who – yeah. would replace him on the roster, you know, for 2019. If you release Eli, like, who do you – right now there's no nobody on this roster that's playing in front of Eli, and free agency-wise is one guy, in my opinion. The draft is a whole different animal, so yeah. we'll see what they do in April, Jerry, you know. Now, what do you think – Loletta wasn't active yesterday. You you sent out a, a tweet that got a yeah. lot of people's attention. What's your What's your take on that? My take is that he's without – he's not even remotely close – to playing in an NFL level. Yeah. And they think he is not the future of this team. Maybe he competes for a backup spot next year. Okay. 
Um, that's a maybe. Me personally, I put it on Twitter. I, I put my name next to it. I don't think he's even going to be on a roster next year. The, at most, competes for a backup job. He has, in my opinion, no shot of being the 2019 starting quarterback. Zero. Yeah. I think Sherman's down on him. I think Edelman's down on him. Uh, I, you know, I, I think Sherman threw him out there a couple of weeks ago, and then he was pretty, <laughs> you know, pretty, not, I, I can't say arrogant, but pretty funny about it in the press conference when he said, okay, there you go. You saw him. What do you think? Well, there's Basically. a lot. There's a lot of guys in yeah. that press room that wanted to see him, right? Uh, a lot of fans. Yeah. Listen, yeah. a lot of fans, not just the media guys. A lot of fans want to see him. And Sherman was kind of like, "Okay, you saw him. Yeah. There you go." And then he, and then he, he made him inactive for the next few weeks. Now, do you, you think it's a work ethic issue with Lawletter, or just not grasping the offense? I, I just think he's from a small school. He doesn't grasp this NFL game. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's work, you know. But, but, him being late. With that arrest situation, and from what I understand, you know, from some people in the building, it's not the first time he's he was running late to a practice or to a meeting or just to the facility. Yeah. And that does not go over well, Jerry. What I'm trying to say, everybody, is that besides not being that good right now and not really having a grasp of this NFL thing, yeah. there's more to it yeah. with him being inactive. That's all I'm saying. I think you're right. And, yeah, it's funny. People went right back at you on Twitter, but I, I agree with you. I, I think there's more to it. I think, I don't know if it's personally, I don't know if it's work ethic, or or like you said, the day he, he got that ticket, I think Shermer, like you said, was, was more mad that he was late and wonder if it wasn't the, well, it wasn't the first time. I think the, second, the, the day before he actually had a citation on the way. But um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Lalletta. He's probably not part of the future of, uh, of the quarterback plan, so... Either way, it's either Eli, a free agent, or building through the draft. So, hey, listen, yeah. let's. Uh, well, what would you What would you put it at right now, quickly, Jay? What would you put it at percentage wise of Eli starting next season? Sixty percent. Wow, yeah, that's slower than I have, but I have it higher than that. No, you, yeah, you, you might be right. What do you have it at? No, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just I have it like 75 percent. He's the quarterback next year, Jerry, starting the season. I really do. The only the only thing the only reason I, I I'm not higher is I I think. I think they will look at that Tennessee game as well and say, okay, bad weather aside, there were some – whatever. I don't want to get into it again because yeah. everyone's going to come at me on Twitter. So, first off, before we get to the, the, the rest of the Indianapolis game, I want to thank everyone who's ordered the uh, hashtag buffoon crew shirts. Lou Pika, <laughs> Lou Pika just messaged me, said he got his. So, I mailed most of them out on Saturday, so everybody should be getting them very shortly. Other than those people in uh, Country Drop here, Canada, England, yeah. and Germany. Uh, we have fans around the globe. Unbelievable. That's um, great. And then I mailed another one out today to the kid in book in Brooklyn, uh, Bay Ridge, as you said. Uh, you Good. Said Bay Ridge, baby. But um, seriously, everybody, thank you so much for the support. A lot of them are going out, right? Yeah, A lot of them are going out. crazy how many. And I, it, it is just hilarious. The other day, my countertop was loaded with packages. My wife's looking at me like, what the hell are you doing? And I said, <laughs> these are uh, all part of the, everybody's part of the buffoon crew. So um, <laughs> yep. in all seriousness, thanks for the support. We keep saying it, man. The downloads are awesome. The ratings are, are five star. We really appreciate all this. And, and now we have, um, I'm going to name drop here, buddy. Uh, thanks to the relationship that you've built as well. Somebody who's asking to be, somebody who actually asked to be on our podcast today. I retweeted it. <laughs> um Ten tackles, four for negative yardage in Super Bowl twenty-one. The killer, Carl Banks, baby. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's great. We look forward to having the great fifty-eight on. Um, it should be a lot of fun. He wants to do a little like season in review, you know, with us, which is great. Um, 
Yeah, listen, you know, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, we don't want to really name drop. I hate doing that, but yeah, listen, I no, built I will, a, I will name it. <laughs> yeah, I built a little relationship with Carl. We become, you know, friends and stuff, and I actually text him back and forth last night about the giant game and this and that. But he's a great dude. We look forward to having him on. Nobody does it better than Carl. You know, uh, um, he basically says it like it is. He tries to give the you know, uh, the football mentality perspective on everything. And, yeah. and it's, it's, I look forward to it, Jerry. It should be a, a good podcast when when Mr. Banks, you know, gives uh, his analysis of everything that happened this season. And when Banks tells me that Eli Eli is the best choice to come back, I will simply agree with him and say, you're right, I'm nothing. You're smart, I'm dumb. You're good looking, I'm not very attractive. Like, I'll, just, I'll cave like a house of cards. Hey, listen, you know, Banks, you know, I, I you know, we, you agree with me. I put it on Twitter about Eli's arm strength. Yeah. I didn't feel it was the same. It's definitely not the same as obviously with 10 years ago. Right. But Banks kind of pointed out, listen, go back, look at some film, this and that, and uh, throw away that Tennessee game. Look at some other things he's doing. And that's what I did. And, you know, you see some things he did yesterday. And is it the same? No, but I might have went a little too far saying that he doesn't have really much arm strength anymore. He does still have some zing on a ball. And, had to eat a little crow for Mr. Banks there, Jerry, you know, who quickly reminded me of uh, my uh, my t- <laughs> my tweet about Eli's Armstrong. Yeah, and half of those tweets were mine, so I, I take credit. Yeah, no, I, we're both in on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, 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 and real quick, my, my argument for next year is he's 38, and he cannot get into a DeLorean and gun it to 88 and go back in time and get that youth back. So, you know, hey, listen. When, when Banks tells us we're wrong, I just accept that we're wrong and we'll kind of move on from there. So, I mean, he's... Yeah, Bob Papa, Bob Papa kind of said it too in his yeah, own way. Bob Papa messaged us <laughs> so, too saying, hey guys, hey, hey buffoons. <laughs> I didn't say buffoons. Listen, when guys like, hey Jerry, when guys like Papa and Banks, who we, you know, really respect, when he, when he pointed out, says, hey, you might want to look at this, this and that, guess what? That's what we did, Jerry, right? We looked at it. Hey, you're right. Maybe you're right. Oh, let me look at this. Boop, 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 boop. So that's where we're at, you know. So, yeah, but Bob, Bob Papa could Jerry, almost tell me, Bob Papa could almost tell me anything, and I, I'd be like, "Wow, I've been living this life wrong all along. <laughs> I should probably change." Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, Pop's one of those guys. Pop's one of those guys that he analyzes everything before he talks. You know, he sits, he's cool, he's calm, okay, and then he lets it out. You know, he doesn't he doesn't fly off the cuff type guy. You know, in the media says, "Okay, what about this?" You know, right? So. Well, guys like that talk, you listen to him, you, you look at it and everything like that. It was pretty fun. And uh, Eli will be back next year, Jerry. I hate to tell you. And let's be honest, this is why we do the podcast a day later. Because if we did it Sunday night, I mean, when you do when we do it with Patty Trainer, we're, we're a, a, a pared down version of ourselves. I, I, I mean, if you and I did one Sunday night, I, I, I don't know if we'd be invited back to the Giants facility. I mean, at least not me. You'd probably be invited, but I, you know, the things I would come out with, I, I, I need 24 hours or so to kind of calm down. But anyway, thank you everybody for all that. So let's get into the game real quick. Um, offensively, I, I think the most disappointing part for me was why did they get away from Sterling Shepard in the second half? I mean, it, the first half, he had all of his, all of his uh, stats. It was six for 113, mm-hmm. and then that was it. What? What did did you see anything there? Like, did they just roll no. coverage over to him? What the hell happened? You know, Jerry. Honestly, my friend, I have to look at this game again. I have to look at it on tape because I was wondering that myself. So I don't like to. I hate to say, well, I didn't look for him or Shep wasn't open. I ha- I have to look at it again, Jerry, because they might have been bracketing him the whole second half. I'm not a hundred percent sure. You know, I, they might have made that adjustment because Shep was killing him in the first half. So that adjustment might have been, you know, they might have been rolling that safety over on him a lot. 
Um, but in a positive side, how about Evan Ingram? You know, I was going to say six for eighty-seven, um, and then twenty-six yeah. more rushing at one hundred and thirteen total yeah. yards. Listen, a lot of people were down in Double E early in the year, especially after some drops, and then he got injured. You know, I mean, I, you know, I I saw Evan around the locker room in the middle of the season, and he was limping. He was hurt, man. He was hurt. Yeah. From that, and I'm still going to say that cheap shot from Kareem Jackson early it was, in the year. It was a cheap shot. Okay. Um, but you know, you see what Evan's doing now, right? When he's healthy, he is a major, major factor out there, man. And, and you know what? I thought Sherman did a hell of a job yesterday, gave, giving him the ball in those end arounds, you know, getting him in space a little bit where you could see. I mean, I mean, his athletic ability is off the charts, man. You know, he, he is fast. And, you know, and, and you, you know what I liked about Ingram yesterday, Jerry? That one pass he caught, and he was like three yards short of the sticks. Yeah. And he lowered his shoulder, man. Yeah. And he put his head down, and he barreled towards the – and he took on that defender. I forget what defender it is, but which one it was. But he, he lowered that head and got the first down. Okay? Yeah, you know, that if, shows you something about Ingram. I'm sorry. No, no. If he can put it together, if he can stay healthy and he's starting to grasp this offense, he's, his hands are more consistent. Kid works hard. Yeah. He can't give up on yeah. talent. You know, Ornia Corsi used to say that all the time. You cannot give up on talent. Yeah. And this kid is loaded with it. And when Beckham comes back next year and the line's improved and Ingram's in there and if Sterling Shepard can build on what he's doing, you know, everybody think everybody, we read all these names at the beginning of the year and they're like on paper, this is a talented receiving core. And then you're throwing in Saquon Barkley. Man, mm-hmm. it'd be fun to watch this offense if they're all healthy. Yeah. yeah, listen, Jerry, we talked about this in training camp, you know, with these guys on paper. But yeah. what did it come down to, Jerry? Yeah, the offensive line was horrific. Yep. Okay. I mean, I mean, the right side of the line is now playing the left side of the line in Jacksonville. Right. All right. Jalapeno, who looked pretty good beginning of the year, gets hurt early. Yeah. You know, Big Will Hernandez has got to adjust a little bit to the game speed. He 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 got along. Solder started off uh, started off slow. He's been excellent the last. Four, five, six, seven games. I was going to say that left side has been really good the last five, I mean, six games. Yeah, I mean, yeah, listen, Jerry, the, the Colts got some guys who get to the quarterback yesterday. You know, they got a defensive tackle who has nine sacks going into that game yesterday in Autry. Yeah. You know, they got Darius Lennon who had seven, and they didn't have any sacks yesterday. Nate Sold is doing exactly what he did in New England every year. He starts off a little slow and finishes like a pro bowler. He didn't make it, don't get me wrong, yeah. but he finished strong. You know, and Hernandez is going to get better and better. And now we had a whole center, right guard, right tackle. That's not even, you know, that now we got a new guy, right guard, right tackles, wheel, you know, the whole deal. Wheeler's not going to be the right tackle of this team next year, Jerry. No, not at all. Okay, so, I, you know, before anybody says, well, you know, you guys talked about that. You know, oh, look at all the talent on uh, receivers and a tight end. Well, we did nothing. Because the offensive line was horrible. Yeah. They're not even, they, they, they weren't even functional. I mean, they weren't even functional. Ah, they couldn't, Jerry, they couldn't pick up a twist. Please. <laughs> they couldn't pick up a stunt or a twist. Yeah. A- and the Cowboys did it 6,000 times when they played them early on in the year. El uh, Mame and that buffoon Flowers could not communicate. Couldn't pick up a twist. Are you kidding me? So please, guys, you know, uh, let it upgrade the offense. You know, listen, I know whoever's down on Eli, but, le- you know, next year we're hoping now, hoping the offensive line is – Two times, you know, double better than, than, than this year, you know. The, the line was disappointing from the get-go. Yeah, I would imagine they're going to sign Brown, but that right tackle is going to be probably a, a first or second round pick uh, or a free agent. Or a free agent. I, I don't know who's yeah. available in free agent. 
Yeah, I don't know yet either. Yeah, we, we better really we better be more selective this year. That's all I'm saying. But uh, we, I just now, they were well, pounced on Omame. Yeah, oh, Jerry. Well, listen, Jerry, you're right. Now, if you sign a free agent, that doesn't mean he's going to be effective. I mean, that's what Gettleman, yeah. you know, Gettleman hopes, right? I mean, Gettleman signed Omame three years, fifteen million, and guess what? He's playing in Jacksonville now because yeah. Gettleman admitted, yeah, yeah, this was not a good free agent signing, and they got rid of him. At least Gettleman did admit that, yeah, right? In his say, own that's way. One, that's one thing he does a lot better than he does a lot of things better than Jerry Reese. One thing he does too uh, is he admits his mistakes quickly. Uh, uh, okay, folks, uh, he's not going to come out in a press conference and say, yep, I admit, I messed up here, I messed up there. <laughs> so what they do is that they release the guy. Yeah. That's how they admit it. Yep. We're not going to be like buffoon boy, Jerry Reese, and his buffoon sidekick, Mark Ross, and keep forcing a mediocre talent on a coaching staff. Yeah. Okay, so what Gettleman did was, hey, Coach Sharma, hey, Pat, I love you, my man. I'm getting rid of all mommy. I'm going to try to get somebody... <laughs> No, I'm going to try to get somebody. Let's let's throw Greco in there for now. I'm going to look at the waiver wire and bingo, Jamon Brown, who's been pretty good. He's been a decent Jamon, much better than what we had. And Gettleman went out and got him for his boy, Sherma. Yeah. Basically saying, Pat, I'm sorry I signed Omame. He was horrific. I launched him. Here's Jamon Brown. I'm sorry, my man. Before we go to defense, one thing about Barkley yesterday, they, they bottled him up pretty well. But do you think Barkley, and I, I'm not criticizing him, he's an A-plus for the year. But do you think yesterday there were a couple of times he could have bounced it to the outside, but he's so concentrating on trying to find the hole now because they yeah. want him to go up the middle that he he didn't bounce it when he probably could have a couple of times? Yeah, I, I think that's a fair assessment, Jerry. Yeah. I, I think there was a few times looking at it. I, gotta, I, I, wanna, I hate to go all the way out and say something when I don't look at the game film again. But yeah, I mean, my, yeah. initial, my, my initial observation from watching the game yesterday is that there was sometimes – he, you, you're right. He looked like he was like a little hesitant to kick it out. We might have, you know, because because he, he's he's like, you know, he wants to get it in between the tackle, look for the yeah. holes. I felt he I felt he had a couple of the wrong reads yesterday. I did feel that. Um, but he's a kid. You know, this is you know, this is what it is. And give credit to the Colts, too. They did a heck of a job up front. They got that tackling machine in the middle, you know. Um, so, listen, um, he's not perfect, Barkley. You know, I. I think, but that is a fair point. I think there was some things he might have left on the field I was, yesterday. I was happy with um, his blo- with his blocking yesterday. Yeah, he picked up the blitz a few times. He blocks a little high where he gets knocked back a little bit. He's got to improve. If there's one thing Saquon definitely has to improve on, and he will because the kid's a football junkie, man. Yeah. This is what he does. He lives for this stuff. You know, yeah. He just has to improve on his technique a little bit on a block on blitz pickups on his blocking. You know, but he will, Jerry. I, I have total faith. In his kid, you know, he admits that Jerry. I'm not, I'm not pulling this out of left field. You know, he admits it. Uh, but he, you know, he gets in there. He, he, he's understanding the schemes and, and how to pick up blitzes. And so we're not worried about him. Listen, this happens in this league, Jerry. Ezekiel Elliott, he didn't have 100 yards the last two games either. Tampa Bay did a good job on him too. It happens in this league, Jerry. You know, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, you so, know, you know what I, uh, you know what I love most about him is he hates to lose. And afterwards, yesterday, he basically yeah. said, we're going to look back on these days and laugh one day. And I'm like, dude, oh, my God, you're the best. Thank you, God, for saying it. Jerry, just, just a quick thing. You know, I saw after the Eagle game early in the year when they got whipped up at home. Yeah. Uh, Saquon came out of the shower. You know, he started walking towards his locker. And he was right in front of me. And he looked like he – I mean, he looked like his favorite pet just died, man. Yeah. He was devastated. Yeah. And I said to myself, yo – and I was like, Saquon, keep your head up, man. This is a long season. And he just looked at me like, like total, like, like, like hatred of losing, man. Like, like, you know, 
like I can't take this. You could tell like right away, like I hate this. You know what I mean? So, yeah. for, you know, for the kid cares, man. The kid really cares. All right, buddy, 31 minutes in. Let's get to the defense. Uh, what can you say? No pass rush, can't cover uh, for too long. Fourth quarter collapse. I mean, just yeah. uh, sorry, man. Not talented enough. They need probably five upgrades, I would say, on defense. I'm not, I, don't think I'm, I don't think I'm overstating that. If free safety, Curtis Riley is disgraceful at this point. You have Curtis Riley. You need an upgrade at, at one of the cornerback positions, one on the defensive line, and probably two at linebacker. Am I wrong? Yeah, and no, I, I agree. They're going to need a corner bad, maybe two if they release Janoris, yeah. which I kind of, I got to be honest with you, Jerry. I hope they don't. Me too. Me too. I love <laughs> you know, like, back. I love like call, you know, a lot of people like, you know, you got to release this guy. You got to release this guy. But Carl Banks is right. He said the other day, Banks goes, yeah, but you need people to fill these positions. That's exactly you just can't right. stop releasing. And that's why you got to you know, be careful with Vernon too. As much as everybody wants to kill the guy, yeah. if you release yeah. him, then you got to fill it in right away. And you got to fill it in with what you are sure is better and I don't know if there's an easy one to fill in for Vernon. No, listen, it's tough to fill all these spots, man. You know, you only have seven picks, you know, draft. I know the Giants have like nine or ten now, you know, after the trades and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, you can't rely on six, you know, basically, Jerry, the fifth round on, sixth round on to really, you know, I mean, you know. With Jerry Reese, you're lucky you got to contribute in a whole seven pick, seven yeah. picks. You know, you're lucky you got one contributor when he was here. You know, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but at least Gelman, you know, has shown that his picks, middle rounds, look like they're going to be, you know, plays for a while. But you got to fill in these spots, Jerry. It's you know, you can't just say, oh, release this guy, release this guy. Uh, this guy's a cap pick, because it's not easy filling in these spots, man. You know, one, so. of, one of the guys who might be available, and I hate saying it because every time we get someone from that team, um, they don't play very well. But one of the guys that that, that might be available is Brandon Graham, and yeah, he's done. Like, you think he's done as a player? I don't like what he's done this year at all. Yeah, I would not. I hope the Giants don't take a flyer okay. on him, Jerry. There you go. Look at this. Is why this is why yeah. you're you, and this is why you're. No, that's not that. It's just a matter. You know, Jerry. I, no, I look I, at all I'm, these I'm games. Always, I look I'm at all these guys. I'm always apprehensive of, of getting people from he, that team. Because and you know what's great, them, Jerry? They stink. And you know what's great, Jerry, is that um, I get I get great, great feedback from a diehard Eagle friend that I, that I became friends with. Believe it or not, a, a diehard Eagle guy. And no, is, and this, he, is, we, this, is this Rock's dad? No, no, besides him. No, okay. I, another friend. No, no, another guy that he's, you know, he's, he's the one that's telling me. I, he, he's an Eagle fan, folks, and he wants Wentz gone. He wants Foles to stay. That's he so thinks funny. Foles is way better than Wentz. You know? and, and, by the, and by the way, we hate the Eagles, but those are nice people. That guy, E-Rock, I mean, he's a, yeah. you know, look, he's yeah. an obnoxious Eagle fan. They all are, but he's a good dude and had us on his yeah. show once, so. Yeah, and it's funny, Jerry, because you mentioned Graham. But the point being is that we talked about Brandon Graham, and, he, and even this guy was like, "Yeah, Graham's done. He doesn't do much anything anymore." So please, no Graham. He's getting up there now. Um, the only eagle I want is Falls if he became available. Guys, giant fans out there, and, and don't kill us for this, but do you realize how much fun it would be? You could tell every Eagle fan, "You don't have your Super Bowl quarterback. We have him." And then we could dress the statue of Falls in giant gear out in front of that stadium, yeah. like, "Hey, that's our Got quarterback, it. not yours." Like. Oh my God! Just let's win something psychologically just once with that team. At least if we can't win on the field, let's win off the field. Let's troll them all we can. Oh my God! Yeah, that'd be I actually awesome. got Jerry. I actually got a text from the guy this morning. My friend saying, "Oh my God! I hope Foles doesn't wind up on the Giants." Well, he, the, just so you know, <laughs> hey, he's the most favored of all the free agent quarterbacks to go to the Giants. It's eleven to five. Vegas has him. Hey, did you see that? Did you see his presser after cr- the game? He was crying. He knows. I just tweeted it this morning. He knows it's over there. Oh, this would be perfect, guys. Come on. 
We'll see, bud. We'll see what happens. All right. Um, not much more to talk about on defense. We're 35 in. Let's uh, let's do our favorite thing of the week. Let's name our buffoons of the week, and I'll let you go first. Okay. Um, my buffoon of the week is going to be the Steeler head coach, Mike Tomlin. Nice. Why? Why is that, Chris? Well, I'll tell you why. <laughs> why would you fake punt against the Saints with a four-point lead late in the game with five minutes left, four minutes left, whatever it was, when, when it's fourth and four or five, I believe it was, fourth and five. Yeah. Why would you fake punt against the Saints knowing that if you don't make it, it's over against Drew Hall of Famer Breeze? Jerry, you hear that? Uh, yes, Climate Control <laughs> Hall of Famer Breeze. Yes, yes. <laughs> and what happened? Mike decided to try to fake punt. It didn't work out. Even though Nick thought he made the first down, he started doing the cel- cel- uh, celebration dance. Even yeah, though I was, was going to say, that guy could be buffoon one A for you. Yeah, so, but I hate to give players buffoon of the week with their effort, although he started dancing like a buffoon. But I'm going to go with Tomlin since he ultimately made the decision. Um, so, Mike, it didn't work out, the fake punt. Uh, sure enough, Breeze went down the field and scored, and you guys are probably not going to make the playoffs now. And you'll have nine months to think about that decision. So Mike Tomlin is my buffoon of the week. <laughs> so I, I, had, I had a couple of candidates. The first one I named before Cam Newton for, I think it was 40 seconds left, one timeout driving last Monday night. And he had a good run. And, and rather than run back to the line against the Saints, he decided to go into his first down stupidity and then realized, oh, man, I got to get back to the line. But he's not it. Um, in the media. <laughs> On WFAN, someone trumped him. Someone beat out everybody you could possibly think of for Buffoon of the Week. I'm talking about Mr. Jody McDonald, who is a Dallas slash Jets fan. Like, you know, everybody else in that state. How could that be? Well, I think he's a Dallas fan, and one of the local teams he roots for is the Jets. So I think if those two teams played each other, he'd have a a dilemma. He's like, I guess people root for football teams like they're eight years old. Oh, that's my AFC team, and I have an NFC team too. So (laughs) this week, Jody McDonald... Uh, the number of wonderful ideas that have come out of FAN over the last year suggested mm-hmm. that the Giants trade Saquon Barkley and a first-round pick mm. to the Philadelphia Eagles for Carson Wentz. Now, first off, you'd be trading for someone who uh, has serious uh, injury issues, not just pulled hamstrings and sprained ankles. I mean, ACL, vertebrae, you know, uh, snap vertebrae, broken vertebrae. And you're going to be trading the generational pick that is going to, you know, Gettleman's gold jacket guy, touched by the hand of God, what he said about uh, Saquon after the year he's had, rookie of the year, offensive at least, probably. Um, ridiculous talent, someone to build around. And a first-round pick to your rival, who is all of a sudden going to say, yeah, take Wentz, we're going to stick with Foles. It is the dumbest thing on so many levels. It, why would you do it? You think they would? Do you think the Giants would? It puts buffoon in a whole different category. I, I mean, I read that tweet. I look. I, 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 I'm sorry. Listen to it. Read everything about it and just thought, I can't believe someone who gets paid this kind of money made that suggestion. Was he I'm, serious, Jerry? Is that a, was he serious with that tweet? As far as I could tell, as far as I knew. Wow. And it was, on, scary. it was on a show. Someone tweeted it, and then I listened to it. It's absolutely insane. It's an insane idea. And Jody McDonald, congratulations. You are my Christmas buffoon, my friend. That's scary, that thought. Wow. Really is. 
Yeah, that, that, that definitely deserves buffoon of the week, my friend. You hit it right in the head. Anything else you want to <laughs> add before? On the, and by the way, we're working Christmas Eve here. We'll drop this uh, in a little while so you guys can listen to it before you uh, yeah. start eating your seven fishes. Well, you know. Or I don't know where you're going with that. No, but, no, no. Uh, everybody, no. A lot of, lot of, a lot of, lot of Italian know, Americans in the Northeast are going to be eating seven. I'm fishes. glad everybody's going to be able to listen to us on their, <laughs> on their rides to wherever they're going or, or at home. You know, people coming to the house. I, I wish everybody a, a happy and healthy, Merry Christmas, and pierogies on Christmas Eve. You lucky you didn't get the buffoon of the week <laughs> with that one, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but everybody, no, all, all kidding aside, um, Jerry, you tell Christina, your wife, uh, Mrs. Twelve, the, the family, or your daughters, Merry Christmas for me, and Merry Christmas to everybody, and off-season is almost here, my friend, and we will be deeply involved in the off-season with the podcast. Yeah, we're going to try to keep doing this twice a week, man, and, and please do the same to yeah. Valerie and, and the kids for me as well. And, I will. Uh, all right, everyone. You know what, Jerry? Yes, yes. Just quickly, Jerry. Maybe yeah. we should throw it on Twitter, man. We'll ask the Twitter followers. You want us twice or once in the offseason? We'll will, see what they say. I will, I will do it today, my friend. That sounds good, right? Yep. Once in a while, I have a good idea. You have a good idea <laughs> lots of times, pal. <laughs> Thank um, you. And also, guys, if you want to order your buffoon shirts, um, uh, private message, uh, uh, direct message me on Twitter, and we'll get that done. All right, everyone, be sure to order your copy of the Giant Insider newspaper. Go to www.thegiantinsider.com or visit magster.com for a digital subscription, M-A-G-Z-T-E-R.com. Yearly subscriptions are $39.95 for paper copies, and the digital version is $17 for a yearly subscription. The next time we print is actually going to be January 6th. We'll cover the last two games, and then we'll, uh, we'll also do our postseason wrap-up where we uh, play the keep them or dump them game as well. So next podcast will be 8 p.m. Thursday night, December 27th, when we preview the Cowboy game and all those Northeast frauds are going to infiltrate the, uh, the the MetLife Stadium. And by the way, Giants are, are favored by seven because the Cowboys well, have nothing to play for. Yeah, I'm sure they're not even going to play Dak or Ezekiel. Or nothing. You know, they're probably not going to play any of these guys, Jerry, because they got to play next week. Yep, the week after, you know. So and we'll uh, we'll make our picks and take your Twitter questions once again. Thanks for listening to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. He's Chris Bizignano. And remember, guys, Sundays are Giant days. Take care, everybody. Bye, bye, everybody.